Welcome to Eye on the Illini. This is Illini guy, Mike Kegley. I've got uh, Kedrick Prince with me right now. And later on, we will have Brad Sturdy. We're going to talk a little bit about the Missouri massacre of Illinois tonight. Um, there's not a lot to say about a 93 to 71 loss that uh, sets the new victory margin record for Missouri teams in the bragging rights game. And of course, we talk here on this podcast. You can also get a lot more information at IlliniGuys.com. Go there, register, $99 a year. You get all the Illini information. There's some downs, which is tonight, uh, definitely. There's also a lot of ups to do. Um, and we have confidence, you know, that this team should be, uh, uh, they've got the talent, they've got the coaching, they've got to put it all together. And thankfully, it's a long season so that they can get ready for the tournament. But you don't want to see too many more nights like tonight because that was painful to watch. IlliniGuys.com gets you everything, even the message boards where you can go back and forth with other Illini fans or even people like Kedrick and Brad. So, Kedrick, um, tell me what you what you thought tonight. <laughs> well, Mike, I don't know if they were punched in the face, the eyes, the lips, the nose, throat punched. They were just, they got hit in the face and they didn't respond. They just didn't. Missouri came out like they wanted to win a national title. Illinois came out like they had just got done and they were at a funeral. They looked uninspired. I don't know what the reason is. And I'm not going to sit here and speculate. All the fans want to sit and they want to throw Brad Underwood under a bus because he yells. But tonight, I didn't see him do that. So what excuse was it tonight? Because tonight, I never saw that. Not at all. And, and they know how big this game is. They were told Coleman was in this game last year. And even if you don't have the players to play, the coaches tell you how important this game is and what it means to the fans going into Christmas break. I just, what I did not like was I did not see an effort from a lot of guys. And if it was, and I don't know, I'm not, I'm, I guess me as a coach, my next starting five would be uh, Tan Shannon, Dane Danger, uh, Dane Danger, Jay Nepps, and Sir Harris, and probably Ty Rogers. I'm starting them because you know what? They're not the other guys aren't making shots, but those guys they can guard, man, and they're going to give you effort. They're going to play hard. Doesn't matter what star ranking you are coming out of high school. I don't even care about that at this point. Put guys on the floor who's going to give you effort, and if there was. We're not supposed to feel sorry for kids, especially being a part of the media. But I'm going to tell you, I feel sorry for Sincere. That kid needs to be on the floor. How many times have we seen this guy get into a game and just change the game defensively? Most guys like him, I mean, let's call a spade a spade. They pout because he's not getting the minutes that he thinks he deserves. But this kid comes into the game and he brings it every time. And the and if you notice, this is just me. When the game was over, I just started watching the execution. Every time Sincere was guarding the ball, that guy never brought the ball to court because they knew they couldn't do it. And I would give Mr. Gates credit, which we'll talk about this in a second. He did some really good job. He did a good job with the scouting report. And that's an example because they know you can hardly get the ball to court against Sincere, so they put it in someone else's hand. That's scouting to me. And I was very, I was very, very impressed with that, Mike. But that's yeah. a, it's a bad loss, ugly loss. Yeah, no, I thought I thought uh, Gates did a nice job. Um, there's a lot of things that are going through my mind right now. 
the first thing is, is, you know, Terrence Shannon had 22 points. Matt Meyer had 16. Epps had 12. Danger had nine, largely, mostly in the first half. Um, Sincere Harris came in and had eight. Um, Coleman Hawkins had four. And um, Melendez, Sky Clark, and Ty Rogers didn't have any points. Um, and, you know, and, you know, in fairness, the other thing that I saw that was was ugly is, you know, Hawkins had six turnovers to go with his six rebounds and four points. Um, I, I, it was frustrating because I feel like he was on the cusp earlier. And I almost think that triple double make makes him too made him too aware that he should be the cool passer guy. And while we want him to be a good teammate, which I think he is, um, he's got to look for his shot. There were several shots tonight that were wide open. Just take it or or do what Terrence Shannon does, which is just put the ball on the on the on the floor and, and put the ball on the deck and go to the basket. This the, the whole first half two, was three point shooting. He's done it too many times. He this isn't the first night. I mean that he's passed yeah. open shots. Underwood, the last game I was at, Underwood said that he passed open five open threes in the first half of one game they played. It was a couple of Saturdays ago. Um, and I'm gonna tell you what, going back to what I was saying with Missouri, if you notice Sky Clark didn't play the second half, you know why? Because I hate to say this because I love the kid. Defensively, when he's an open court, he's a liability. Go back twice. Missouri spread the floor, and they went back door on him, and he never even, he never saw it coming. Fool me once. The second time should never happen. That's why you saw Sincere uh, Harris play, and you saw more Jay Neffs. Jay Neffs isn't a great defender, but he can at least score and give you points. Sky got exposed. And again, that's coaching. I give, to, I give him credit. And the one thing that I guess probably frustrated me more than anything else, other than the loss, I go back and I see the Penn State game again. I see guys. There was one play. There was a miscommunication on a switch. It was Dane Danger, uh, Matthew Meyer, and Jay Nepps. All three went to the basket and left Kobe Brown open, who had 50 points. The last guy you should leave open, and they all ran to the basket in the second half. Think I'm lying to you. If you watch the game, you'll see it again. They, that's what they did in the Penn State game. And I know they went over in practice. And anybody, don't question me. Don't waste your time with it. It was discussed. This one tonight is not on the coaches to me. It's on the players. You got to play. You got to bring it. And that's what I mentioned when I first, when you, you know, when I first started my first statement. They got punched and they didn't punch back. They have to respond. I, I, I got to go. I got to be honest with you. I, I, I think wins and losses are are largely, you know, players and coaches. Um, and, and my disappointment is, is I see, I see what we're trying to do on offense. I get it, but you got to have a plan for something besides we're all going to stand and watch one of the five of us jack up threes, which is how they got behind against Penn state. And it's how they got behind tonight. And the other thing that frustrates me is, and, and we saw it a couple times where Missouri was waiting for the switch. They wanted to get certain guys onto Kobe Brown yep. so he could score. And it's like, why are we switching? 
you know, Coleman Hawkins is a good matchup for him. He's got some length. Not that he's going to be able to stop him every time, but he's going to be giving a, a challenge. And, and yet we're switching and, you know, I see Epps chasing him around and, and that's putting, you know, Jaden in a, in a bad spot. You know, I'm, I'm five eleven or six foot, whatever. And I'm guarding the six, eight guy. I'm a freshman. He's a senior. That's a matchup, you know, that they want all day long. I'm almost to the point to be honest with you, Ked. And I know that, that this is why I don't, um, coach, you know, cause I'm not that good, but I'm almost to the point that it's like, you know, maybe just to screw with people on their scouts, we're going to go Bobby Knight and we're not going to switch anything. Yep. I agree. And that's no, Mike, that's not, that's not a bad thing. I mean, if you remember when Underwood first got there, they played up the line pressure defense and he saw that that didn't work. Maybe they need to make that change again because, because you're hundred percent right. There were situations tonight where Epps, was or even Sky Clark was guiding guys that were six eight six, and so you know what teams do? They there's tape out there and there's film out there. There was a time in the second half where I liked, and I was sitting here watching the game, and I thought, man, I like to see Illinois do this. They stepped the screen and had a wide open duck for Kobe Brown. Those are things that you can draw up, I think, to stop the bleeding. Yeah, you really can, but I I, I don't see that, and maybe. They do it, and they don't read and react well enough. I don't know. I know the one rule of thumb, people talk about the ball sticking. I don't think the ball – I don't – here's just me. I'm not a fan of just the, the dribble weave. That's just – I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it doesn't work because yep. I see Michigan State runs it. But Michigan State's able to get to the rack, and they get things out of it. I don't think Illinois mastered it yet. I really don't. Um, but I'm not saying that they have to. But and it's not time to throw in the towel and panic. But from a defensive standpoint, I am concerned. This is the first time you're going to hear me say I am concerned. Now, on the flip side of that, people have to understand if you ever played the game of basketball, and I'm not talking third and fourth grade. If you played in high school and in college, you have we've all seen it. And you've experienced nights where people didn't miss. Missouri shot 60% from the field. They didn't miss. There was one time, Mike, I told you before we got on the air, I saw Dane Danger stick his hand in, in Kobe's face, and he still made it. So you're going to have nights like that. It just stings for Illinois fans because it happened to them. But that's no difference when Illinois went to Las Vegas and did the same thing to UCLA. Yep, because they did the same thing. They didn't miss. Terrence Shannon couldn't miss. The thing I give him credit for is shots aren't shots aren't falling, so he's getting to the rim. I feel yeah. that, and like, good. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I, I agree with you. Golston, we talked about it. Golston had a shot over in, in, in the left uh, three ball in the corner where Coleman Hawkins played good defense. He had a six ten guy on him. He shot over the top of a six ten guy and made it. You know, and and there's sometimes that you got to tip your hat to the other team. You know, you saw Nick Honor go down the lane and go over the top of six foot nine yep. Matt Meyer, and that's just that's just a great play. And I can live with those. But what I don't like is when you know you end up having Brown or or somebody like that who who gets the ball with with you know Epps or Clark on him in the paint because of a switch and then he makes an easy basket because uh, I, you know, again, you're putting, a, you're putting a player in a position that they can't succeed. And to me, when that happens, 
that's the differentiator for me when I'll point at the coaches. Now, in in fairness, Ked, they the players may not maybe they weren't supposed to switch on that play, so you don't always know what happened. But right. I saw I saw quite a few times where either a you need to coach them so it doesn't keep happening when it's not supposed to, or you need to change your defense so it doesn't happen. What I did as a coach, and after a while when I was at the high school level, I put it in their mind. I like to switch. I like to switch because I think it's tougher for the offensive player to shoot. But what I did, I made it very clear for the back defender, if there was a big, you don't do it. You don't switch it because the guy guarding the ball can't see it. You don't switch it. That way you don't have those mix-ups. If it's, it's guard to guard, guard to wing, I'm okay with that. But you can't have, like you said before, a guy like Jaden Epps or sincere, uh, not sincere, but Sky Clark guarding a guy like Kobe Brown in the post. You just can't. You're just asking for trouble. You, you're not going to win. And if you double team, good teams cut to the basket, which is what they did. And, of course, Illinois stood there, hence why I have concerns about the defense. They have to fix that. Because if you think Missouri yeah. exploited that tonight, you don't think Wisconsin, and I'm going to tell the fans right now, if they don't get better defensively when they go to Walsh Ryan Arena, it's going to be a sad night there too because that's not the same Northwestern team that they're used to being by 30 and 40 points. They have to guard. And I know Brad Underwood, that's his staple. When I met him a couple of years ago, we had a talk one-on-one, and that was the first thing he said. If you can guard on the road, man, you have a chance to win. This team is lost defensively. And maybe it is. There is some truth to it. They haven't played together long enough. You know, I'm watching the game. People, oh, I miss Io, I miss Kofi. They didn't need Io and Kofi to win this game tonight. They didn't play hard. And they had too many miscues. And St. Missouri did have a great night offensively. But if you guard and you put you make it tough on them for 40 minutes, they don't shoot 60% from the field. That yeah, no, I, you're, you're right. And, and I think the other part is there's a part of me that says, you know, if I told Sky Clark, or, you know, you're going to be, what I want you to do now is I want you to shoot Kareem Abdul-Jabbar skyhook. I want you to play in the post, and you're going to be our, our skyhook specialist. He would, he'd probably try his best, and it might not look good. And there's a part of me that almost wonders this all switches stuff. Maybe Coach Underwood doesn't like, maybe he doesn't enjoy coaching it as much as that in-your-face defense you know, that, that he's always coached. I don't know, but right now the team does not look like they're, they're real familiar. And I, I was a big one and I know, you know, again, our eras and stuff, you know, uh, we played no switch defenses. Um, and we, you know, we would hedge the heck out of people. Um, yep. you know, like, Which isn't like, bad either. yeah, like the old, the old Butler, if you look at what, uh, uh, you know, Coach Stevens did with Butler, you know, with that heavy hedge. And it was a nightmare to play. I mean, it was hard, but but it also caused a lot of problems. And then we took pride in the fact that, you know, we didn't switch unless, you know, I mean, it was that was like your last thing that you ever did, you know. Um, but again, that, that's a different era. Um, as we look at this, I guess, I guess the other thing that's got me a little bit nervous, Ked, is, we're starting to pile on games where our three-point shooting has not been good. And I'm starting to think now, if, if this team 
Because if this team shoots 40% from the three, they can beat almost anybody in the country. Exactly. But we're, we're, we're mired between 20 and 25% a lot of games, and that's starting to make me nervous. If you take out Matthew Meyer, I don't have those stats in front of me. It's awful. They were one for 15. I mean, guys, just awful. I do expect Jay Epps to make threes. I do. I think what I've noticed, and again, call me bluff and call me wrong if you want, Tan Shenning shooting the ball now, the way he shoots it with his legs and his arm, everything is different from the first three or four games of the season. That I'm 100% sure of. His legs are so close together, there's no base between them. I don't know if he's hurt, couldn't tell you. Um, and it could be mental, but he's not. But I mean, and you need, and if you get anything from Coleman, is great. You know what I'm saying to you? Um, but right now, the leaders on this team to me, I'm sorry. I mean, people can disagree. I do think it's Terrence Shannon, and I think um, um, Matthew Meyer, and I think Sincere Harris. Since, you don't have to be a vocal guy. Sincere is a game changer on that court. Everybody knew when he came in the game that he was going to disrupt Missouri. <laughs> yes, season. yes, they did. And, 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 and you know what was most important, Ked, is Missouri knew it. Yeah, because they got rid of the ball. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So to me, and right, and right now, I, me coaching, he's starting. I don't. I'm not going to sit and say who should sit. He's going to be in. He's going to be in the lineup, and I'm going to give Dane Danger 20, 25 minutes a game. I'm going to do that. Somebody's going to sit, or you produce. That's just in a nutshell. This isn't a, a game where you bring a five star recruit and a four star recruit, and you quote unquote have to play them. Because at the end of the day. You want guys to produce. Now, tonight, Ty Rogers didn't score, but that's his best defensive effort tonight, I thought. Yeah, he had, the th- whole he had season. three points. Yeah, he had three points. Um, or, excuse me, he had three personal fouls. He had a rebound, um, you know, but but he was, you know, he he displayed the effort. He defended. Yep, he needed to be where he was. And, and granted, you know, even if you use him, you know, uh, as just like the enforcer guy to go out there and play tough defense and he fouls out relatively quickly. Well, you know, he made an impression on people or you use him to give people blows where he knows he's going to come in and do two, three minutes where he can go full speed. I mean, he's a nightmare for P. I wouldn't want him guarding me. You know what I mean? I'm going to tell you what, there's this terminology in basketball, get in a stance, get in a stance. Illinois has, Three kids that get in a stance. Cynthia Harris, um, Terrence Shannon will get in a stance, and Dane Danger tries to get in a stance. And what I mean is bend your back, bend your knees, and guard. Not just guard a man because you have to guard a guy. That's why they're better defenders. And if you think about it, if Terrence Shannon struggles, how many games have you seen the opposing player light him up? Because I don't see it either. They guard. And they guard. And I'm going to tell you, another guy, he gambles a lot. As Matthew Meyer does a pretty good job, too, but he gambles, you know, quite a bit. Both of those guys came from great defensive-minded teams. And these other guys are learning it. They just are. I don't care if people get mad at me and say, oh, well, what about this kid? I watch the games. I don't just watch the games for the outcome. I'm going to go rah, rah, rah. I'm looking at executions, what they do out of bounds and mixed matches. I saw all that tonight. Every bit of that. And I'd say going into the game, I was concerned 
because I don't know if they were going to pick up things defensively or not. And for all the people out there think Zachary Perrin and Luke Goody is going to be a miracle saver, don't kid yourselves. They're good players and they're going to help out. But if the, if the other four guys, if they're out there with one of those guys don't and if they don't defend, you're going to have the same problem. Well, and, and, and you know, like even like on Clark's play, I know he got beat the back door. It was disappointing, although he didn't get beat my beat, beat by much. You know, I mean, uh, Honor I think did it, and and you know his quickness, you know, is is formidable. I let did... me ask you a question. If we ask this question, yep. Did you see them do that to anybody else tonight? Because I didn't. No, I didn't. But I also think Honor is one of the quicker guys. Uh, they did. They did another one. They did one more backdoor, and it wasn't Sky Clark either. They did one more. I'd have to go through the tape. But um, what made me mad, you know, when I watched those back doors is then I watched Illinois being guarded at the out at the three point line and they're making no attempt to go back door. And I'm like, the other team just did that to you. Couldn't you, do, couldn't you do the same thing? Yeah, because the floor yeah. is spread. But they, yes. They and just... it's like it's like, why are we not doing that? And that and that just seems so un underwoodian that it's hard for me to figure out. What's well, going look on? Terrence, look how Terrence Shannon got to the basket, you know, late yes. in the second half. Yes. He did it. He tried. And even and, and Jaden Epps tried. I just don't I, I don't understand. And I I don't you know, they have a lot to figure out. And yeah, I and, and, trust the coaches. And and the thing is, is this is a long season. And, you know, they've got they've got a lot of talent on this team and and there's they, we know they can defend because they've done it against the likes of Texas and UCLA. And we know they can shoot because they've done it. But how, what Underwood's got to figure out is how do you get them to do it every night? And, and what, what do you do to put these kids in that situation where they can succeed like that? And it's got to be frustrating because, you know, let's face it, this Missouri team couldn't beat Texas, you know, more than, one time out of a hundred. Well, and yet, them out of the shot, they stayed because they right, couldn't miss. Right. But, but that's like, so you, you got to be thinking to yourself, you know, what do we do to get that type of effort out of the team? And then as a coach, I do think they've got to figure out, like you said, the defense, it's not that I'm not worried about it, but defense sometimes is just reps and then shuffling around the guys. Cause you know what my father-in-law who won four state championships used to tell me is as a coach, there's two things that happen on the court. The first one is what you coach people to do. The second one is what you let them do. Yep. I'll and like and if you go to what you're saying and and you start, let's say, let's just say your starting lineup is, you know, Shannon Jr., it's Meyer, it's Harris, it's Epps and Rogers, just for fun. Yep. Um, you know. Then all of a sudden, Melendez and Hawkins will say, well, this is what I need to do to get in the game is play defense like that. And they start playing defense like that. Um, you know, I, I think sometimes. It contagious. Yeah, it and defense contagious. Is, is defense is a conscious effort in many, in many instances, you know. Like we said, start the, start the show, Mike. Missouri came out in a stance and ready to guard, and Illinois did not do that. They just didn't do it. And I, you asked a question. Every, Brad said this a couple of press conferences ago. Everybody's different. 
you know, I think probably the most, I think the toughest kid to coach right now, just looking at it, you know, from the outside, you know, and then just the press conferences. I think Matthew Myers is probably the toughest kid to coach. I think Coleman is probably a tough kid to coach because I know Brad gets frustrated with him because of what he can do and then he doesn't do it. I know I've had a lot of fans tweet at me today and text me privately. They're frustrated with Coleman. They want to see him sit. They're upset because he's getting minutes and he makes six mistakes. I don't know how many times he had the first half. He gets a cushion and then somebody else doesn't. But in fairness to Coleman, he that happened to him when he was younger. I don't know as a coach. I'm not going to question him. I know what I, I would be different about it. I don't care where you come from, how much money your parents make. My job is to win games. It's not about being besties and being best friends. You're a best friend when you graduate, you come back on campus to say, hey, thanks for what, you, you know, for what you're doing for me. Because I know for a fact, some of those guys would have started the game to begin with. Illinois would have lost, but it wouldn't have been a 24, 22-point loss, whatever it was. Because I can assure you the defensive effort would have been totally different. And it's and if you got to make that change to send a message, why not? It's okay to do that. People aren't going to question you for doing that. I mean, because Brad Underwood has made a name for himself. But what's happening right now, people are losing faith and they're upset, and that's just the nature of the beast with fans. Fans are going to do that. I just see the potential there with this team, and I think it's there. Um and I, I was glad to see the coaches still get into it. I know Tim and Chester, they were very frustrated tonight. If people could see the game watching it on TV, they were frustrated. And that's a good thing because when they stop talking is when they don't care. Well, and, and the other thing that's concerning, and then we'll we'll kind of wrap this up, um, to me is, you know, 17 turnovers in 67 possessions means that you're at about 25% of your possessions end in a turnover. You're not going to win. I'll, I'll be honest with you. That number of of turnovers, you won't win that in in third grade bitty ball, um, and and that just that that turnover uh, percentage is just way too high. It is, and we've talked about it how many times. The coaches look at the stat sheet. Each coach is assigned to certain things. And I can assure the fans out there, so don't tweet at me or send me messages. <laughs> the things that we talk about on this show, Brad Sturdy and I don't just make them up. These things are addressed. This is why I say this is on the players. Because I make them up for, for guys, for people <laughs> listening. I make it up. I'm, ju- I'm just a sports fan here. Ted and so, Brad are the guys who talk to the coaches. So they know. They go over it. I'm, I can assure you they go over it. I can assure you that when they watch game film, what people don't understand, every kid on this team, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to, every kid on the team gets up, they all have an iPad. And on that iPad, there's the individual play, when it's edited by the coaches or the managers, is that particular player's game, his play, positive and negatively. So, for example, when Sky Clark got beat twice, or when Coleman Hawkins was underneath the basket, he should have went up and dunked it. They're, they're going to get that. They'll get the whole game. But the time that those kids are, that's today's technology. So the kids are going to get to see that. Then when they get together as a staff and as a team, they address it. This is why I can't believe people actually ask those coaches being making that much money that they don't go over the game film and go over the their mistakes because they do. Because how I know, I've seen them once. I saw it one time myself. I thought it was the most fascinating thing I've ever seen. Everything this kid did, whether it was positive or negative, when that kid did, I got to see it. So I know for a fact it's been done. 
Well, and and the other the other stat that I look at, and I know some people don't like this stat, and, and there are some games when it isn't very good, but the plus minus stat is still an interesting one. Only two guys were positive tonight, since Sarah Harris was plus one, and Ty Rogers was plus seven, and and then you got to go down to minus eight with Sky Clark. Again, I thought his defense was a little better than what you're saying, but I understand he 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 got beat for some baskets, which, and again, they were a couple of them were ugly, um, and it went all the way to Coleman Hawkins at a negative twenty seven. And and so when Coleman, if he watches those things, it'll be a tough one. But the, the interesting thing is the reason he gets yelled at loudly by the coaches is because they see the potential in him. And if they can figure out how to unlock it, Illinois is going to win a lot of games and he's going to make a lot of money. Coleman's thinking too much. I mean, I, I, to, I've told you, it's totally evident. You're right. He is thinking because he's open. Should I pass it? Because in the back of his mind, He's thinking, well, one for 10 from three. I jack up a three. I'm going to get in trouble for shooting because if it don't go in, I'm just adding to it. But I'm a leader if I pass the basketball and get a better shot. He can't do that. It's not today's game. Back in the 80s, you could, you know, you had time to read and react like that. You don't. Either you shoot it because by not shooting it, it results in a turnover typically or, or a bad shot with the shot clock running down. I just think right now that I'd have individual player meetings do some soul searching. Um, right now, they're not winning the Big Ten. They're not. I'm sorry. Well, they're zero and two in the Big Ten, and they're not. They're not showing any signs that they're going to miraculously turn it to eighteen and two record here. No, could they do it though? It's very possible. Yeah, very, very yeah. possible. Because, like you said, Mike, we've seen them shoot the ball well, all of it. But right now, defensively, is the biggest reason I see right now is we keep it, and that's that's hard for me to say. Really with is. Hawkins, with Hawkins, the thing I think you need to do with him, and and I have players that you know le- legitimately seemed like the only person who could really stop him was them, um, and and I think you have to make the game easier for him. And I know he's doing a good job passing the ball, but I think at this point, I think I'd almost tell him like, "Hey, Coleman, you know, if you don't get the if you don't see the open three, I need you to put the ball on the floor." towards the basket and see if you can get the dunk yep. or run plays for him. A lot yeah. of coaches. And when I knew if I yep. had a kid struggling, I'd run yep. sets for that kid to get a exactly. shot. Like, I'm, I'm going to tell you who's really, really, really good at that is Shauna Green, the women's basketball coach. She does a masterful job at running plays for girls that are hot or girls to get layups or, or to get to the free throw line. You know, um, Genesis Bryant's one of the best free throw shooters in the country, and I watch her draw plays up for her, and I know she's not going to get the shot off, but she's drawing it up just to get a foul. But maybe the kids aren't responding to what he's teaching. I don't know. But here's the deal. Um, at the end of the day, they're hurting themselves. Brad, Brad Underwood's not going anywhere. So people think that, and the kids think that they're crazy, and he shouldn't go anywhere. I like what he does. Uh, I don't. It doesn't bother me that he challenges kids. It doesn't bother me if he's too soft to them. Tonight, I probably would have got a couple of technical fouls tonight. I really would have, because um, it was they would have been deserving, but it wouldn't have changed the game. Well, I mean, and one good. and one thing I wrote about is 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 Underwood's got a dick a problem right now, because right now the the networks have decided when he gets mad, it's good to show. And so they've got a camera trained on him. I think they, they the networks do the same thing with Fran McCaffrey. 
And, and so anytime he gets mad, they're going to show it. Um, and I think it's a little bit of a crock of crap because, you know, when you don't see highlight, like you'll see highlights of Underwood or McCaffrey yelling on the Big Ten Network. But yet when Jawan Howard is screaming, get the, you know, get your effing hand off of me to his own player, that doesn't make the highlights. And does you know what I mean? You have to find that on Twitter. And yes, you do. And it's really interesting how, you know, again, I get it. The, the the coach who yells and screams is kind of fun and he's kind of funny, but yet you show that. And of course the coach who's, you know, screaming at his, you know, and, and maybe has a history of hitting people, you know, that's, that's a little scarier to broadcast. I'm not certain, but um, th- these networks are doing the Fran McCaffrey's and Brad Underwood's no favors because they might yell you know, two minutes out of a, out of a 40 minute game. And every second of that two minutes is, is being shown to us. And, and I don't know, I don't know what he does about that, but it's, it's getting a little bit tedious because both you and I obviously go to games and he really doesn't spend very much of the game yelling. He just doesn't. But yet, if you're watching TV, you think that he's Bob Huggins, you know, uh, you know, wrapped up in Gene Cady with a uh, Bobby Knight topper. And he's just not. (laughs) No, he's not. But the way they but the way they show it on TV really portrays that. And um, I I don't know what they can do about that. But, um, you know, it it, it gets a little bit unfair because it's like, oh, we lost. Brad Underwood looks like he could be, you know, saying something. Let's get the camera on him. And and that that's a tough one for the look. It makes him seem a lot angrier than he is. Um, any final thoughts as we uh, switch over to Mr. Sturdy here before he gets in? Yeah, again, I mean, it's a it's a bad loss. Another bad loss, like the Penn State loss to me. I, have to, I want to be a coach and give Missouri credit. Um, I didn't feel good about coming into the game, and I, right now, I don't feel good about going to Northwestern and playing. They have to show me that they can defend better and they can communicate. One of the things Brad talked about was leadership and somebody communicating. You gotta, you have to talk. When there's that many people in the gym, you have to talk and you have to know your assignments. It's okay sometimes, but there's been so many missed defensive assignments. The breakdowns on defense is just, it's atrocious. It, it really is. I, I mean, this is the time over the holiday break where they're supposed to get better and fix things. Well, they go home for three days for Christmas break and they get back. I will spend 90% of my time working on defense and the other 10% shooting threes. If that's what they're going to do, they better become better at it. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's, um, that's probably a fair assessment. And we really appreciate you, um, uh, you know, giving us your report. Um, and, and of course we wish you a Merry Christmas. And, and of course you and I will be talking before the new year because, uh, Illinois will have a game next week. The, the thing people have to remember is basketball is the longest sport in the collegiate season, I, I believe. And, and so as scary as this loss is and the Penn state loss, and there's no way to, put lipstick on this pig. They're both bad losses, but it's a long season. This team has plenty of time to get better, but they have to start now. And that's what coach Underwood and his staff have got to get, you know, 
you know, got to put them in position to succeed. And the players have to want to reach out and grab success. They can't just wait for it to come to them. I agree. I like I like how you ended that, and you're 100 percent right. Um, it's now or never. Go home and do some soul searching, and don't make it about me individually. I don't think I don't think Underwood's going to allow that because if anybody becomes selfish, I think I think they'll ride the pine. I don't care who that person is. Um, can't quit on the season. It's just like you know Missouri fans felt last year when you lose to the border war game and you know bragging rights game. You got a long time to sit before you play again. So man up. Take some pride in it, you know, figure things out defensively. But I'll tell you what, I will end with this comment. I said it twice, and this is the third time. I don't care who it is, what your star rankings are coming out of high school and what you did in previous, the previous college or what you did last year for Illinois. Play the kids who's, who are going to go out and take some pride and fight the way Underwood wants them to. Because right now, the one guy that everybody agrees on is Sincer Harris. He is a guy, I don't care who it is, that guy who should sit should be on that court, bar none, because he scores around the basket. His three-point shot is no better, it's no worse than some of the other guys. I'm not going to mention their names in shooting them, so what's the difference? Yeah, and he was the only guy who was one for one tonight, so he he, he didn't miss the three. Um, with that, folks, uh, one last reminder. Uh, you can be looking, of course, Ked has a lot of articles. He's talking with football and basketball recruits all the time. And uh, so you can get that on IlliniGuys.com. The other thing you should do is if you like I on the Illini, you should subscribe to Ked's Recruiting Roundup. That's his podcast where he talks to recruits about what it's like to be recruited by a big-time school like Illinois. He talks to the parents. He talks to the coaches of these recruits and you get kind of a neat, uh, a neat, like what it's like to be on the other side of the fence. And I would highly, highly recommend if you have a son or daughter who is being recruited by a power five conference, I would actually go through a lot of Ked's podcasts because he does you, there's a lot of small little things that you can get off of each podcast about what it's like to be recruited um, you know, how you deal with coaches, how you position yourself for success. And, and a lot of that comes out in his podcast. So um, definitely listen to that. Thank you very much, Ked. And we are going to turn to Mr. Brad Sturdy, who was uh, basically getting out of the press conference with the team, even as we speak. So Brad, thanks for jumping on the show. I know that you uh, had to interview uh Coach Underwood and, and also um, Terrence Shannon Jr. And you just got out of that. Can you give us uh, – it was a game that maybe, you know, nobody nobody thought Missouri would be a walkover because it's a rivalry. But, boy, people you – know, I don't think anybody saw this coming. What, what were your thoughts after um, covering this game? And, of course, you've seen an awful lot of these in your time covering the Illini. Well, I, I think it was really it was really a poor effort. I thought that they were not prepared well um, to play. I don't know whether it was you know the funny thing about it is Underwood talked about how he thought they were ready to go. They had had some great practices. And he thought maybe they had turned a corner, but he was wrong. He admitted he was wrong. Um, but this team is not playing up to their level of capability. 
Um, they're not. They're just not playing as well as they um, they can. Um, and, and, you know, that that always comes back to on the coach. It's his job to get them to play well. And, and so he mentioned that in the postgame. It's on him to make them play better. Now, Terrence Shannon talked about it. You know, he talked about all the things that they're trying to do. Better ball movement, better player movement. They need to cut harder. They need to get ball reversals. All those things are talked about what they want to do on offense. And yet, at the same time, th- then they don't go do it. And, and so I think it's like there's this kind of what Underwood's trying to do is figure out how to get guys to do these things um, well uh, and, and to do these things without thinking. And, and it's it's not been easy because they're not very good at thinking. What every guy is good at is going and getting a shot. I mean, you know, and, and they can go get a shot. And I go take my guy one-on-one. Well, that's fine, but you never play one-on-one in basketball in college very often because yeah. there's always help defense. It's not like the NBA with the spacing and different things. There are no defensive three seconds in college and things like that. So they, these are it's a different game, and some of these guys just want to do iso ball, and he talked about it, and that needs to change. So, um, you know, the, the thing that was interesting is a lot of us thought, well, you know, we've had the, the Illini have had like a half where a team lit them up on the defensive end of the court. And then they got the handcuffs out and, you know, they did it to the, the number two team in the country. They did it to the number eight team in the country. And this game that didn't happen. It just, it just seemed to, um, you know, it just seemed to to keep going. Um, what did you see on the defensive end that was different than what we've seen, um, at, you know, in other times? Well, there's miscommunication all night. Um, Michigan, or I'm sorry, Missouri was running. Um, they were running different actions. Um, they were slipping screens. They were running flare screens. Um and what was happening was Illinois was missing the, the switches or they weren't switching or they were switching. There was times when they switched. Um, they both switched. Um, Dane Danger, who wasn't supposed to switch, switched. It, it was just a lack of communication. They were always seemed like they were chasing their tail defensively. I mean, and, and that's just the nicest way to put it. And, and, then and on- so that. Yeah, I mean, and that's what happened. And so then what happens is then you get a Mizzou team who also shot the ball extremely well. And, you know, and they're getting wide open looks. They also got in transition and and they got it going. And it's really hard to guard them. Yeah. And that that was the thing. Even even a couple times when guys were had excellent plays, uh, the Missouri player, to their credit, knocked down shots when you're like, wow, that was you had a guy, you know, with a hand in your face, et cetera. Um, what what did you think uh, was going on with the turnovers? You know, um, Illinois had turnovers on 25.3% of their possessions tonight. And um, that led to a lot of points, uh, over 30 points um, in turnovers for um, the Missouri Tigers. Um, you know, what, what was going on there that, 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 you know, kept seemed like they kept turning the ball over and giving giving um, Missouri the opportunity to score. Um, and I, I guess it's thirty three points off of turnovers. 
Yes, 33 points off 17 turnovers is is an insane number. Um, first of all, 17 numbers point 17 um, turnovers is a lot. But what's even worse is the uh, the fact that they scored 33 points off those 17 turnovers. Um, that's crazy. That's a crazy number. That means they were getting a lot of live ball turnovers as well, which leads to runouts and open shots. Um, and, and so what's happening is Illinois. Sometimes they're nonchalant. Sometimes they try and penetrate or do things that aren't there. And, and to be honest, sometimes tonight, Missouri just took the ball from them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's just, that, that shouldn't happen. I mean, they literally would just, and here's another thing I noticed, like, and, and it's part of that energy thing. Missouri guys are diving on the floor because they've got all the energy there. And, and the Illinois guys are standing and reaching down for the ball. And, and that's something you know, that just be the guy who dives on the floor. I mean, yeah. and I get you don't want to do it all the time because you're out of position sometimes. But if the ball's there, you got to get it. Yeah, so like sincere Harris. Yeah, yes, he, I mean, sincere plays his butt off, doesn't he? Yes, yes, he does. So, um, you know, it was it was strange. The other question I have for you is, you know, this team has had a couple games where they shot the light out from lights out from the three, and I and I really believe on a night that they shoot the lights out from the three, they can beat anybody in the nation. But I think you could say that about a lot of top teams is this team a good three-point shooting team or are they a team that's gonna have to really decide that you know defense is our brand because we're not good enough to to style style and profile on the offensive end to win games you know they really shot the ball poorly of late um you know tonight they started one of 15 yeah at one point, they were three of 20. Matthew Meyer was three of six, and everybody else was 0 of 14. That's just not not going to get it done. And, and, you know, all the other things thrown in there, if you make a few of the open threes, you're able to hand, handle, you're able to hang around. Yep. If you're not able to make the open threes, um, you know, then you're you know, you're just putting yourself in bias. And also, open threes, missed threes lead to transition. And that leads to Missouri. Missouri loves getting out in transition, and we saw that today with their transition baskets. So, yeah, I mean, and some of them, I think my biggest problem is that a lot of the threes, they get open looks, but they take a lot of quick threes. Um, just like, you know, it was just fine sometimes if you're really in a zone. But if you miss three in a row, probably pulling up and shooting a three in transition is not the right play. Right, right. So what what is for for our fans now who don't have the familiarity with the um, the basketball schedule and stuff? What is next for the players uh, here? They've got the Christmas holiday. What does that look like for them before their next game um, that they play next week? They'll be back on the 26th to start practicing for Bethune-Cookman on the 29th. And then they'll continue on through January 4th when they open um, Big Ten play, uh, second half of Big Ten play at Northwestern. So that's where they're at. And, and you know, they so there's not a lot of time here. Um, but when I'm, you know, the one thing they got to do, they just have to get better. I mean, and they've got, you know, a week or 10 days or whatever it is. But about 10 days to get everything together. So they're ready and they have a lot of time. There's no limit on, they don't have to limit it 20 hours or anything like that. You got a lot of time to work on things and figure out because the defense is bad. 
Um, but the offense is bad as well. So, I mean, they've got that going for them. Um, but, you know, so I, I think that's where they have to. They have to make strides somewhere. I think they have to get better defensively. But they also have to find some sort of continuity. Um, you know, and, and find something that uh, they don't have anything. You know, in the last year it was uh, they could throw the ball in the Kofi in the post. Yep. yep. Um, the year before that, you you had Io who could run off zoom screens and you could use him in pick and roll situations and so forth. And you could throw it in the Kofi in the post. So you had multiple options this year. I, I don't even know. I mean, Terrence Shannon is really good in transition, but in the half court, what, what do they do that, that is good? Like, what do you see from them that, that is something that's consistently good? And, and I haven't found it yet. And that, that's where Brad Underwood has to figure it out. Yeah. And, and that, that's, that is a great point. So for Illini fans who are about ready to, to flip out and uh, panic, they're going to hit the panic button here on December 20, 23rd. Um, what would you say to somebody to tell them that, you know, panic might be necessary at some point in time, but it's not today. What would, what would your, what would your coaching be for, for an Illini fan? Well, here's the thing. Bad teams have bad games. I mean, this Missouri team just got beat by 30 by Kansas. I mean, so, and they come back and they play the game of their lives. I mean, a few, a week later, that's what, you know, that's what good teams do. And or that's what teams are able to do. And this is college basketball. You have ups and downs. Iowa lost to Eastern Illinois university. I mean, at home, these are there. You're going to have bad efforts. You're going to have bad days. What you have to do is you have to find a way to not let those days creep in. And Illinois really played poorly about three games in a row. Now they have to find a way to, to get better. Uh, and, and I think that's the key right here. And they will. And they will get better. They're young. They have six freshmen. Um, so it's just a matter of, you know, getting better, working on it. Uh, getting better and getting these guys in the gym and, you know, finding, getting uh, – Luke Goody acclimated, getting Zachary Perrin acclimated when when uh, they're able to start playing. And yeah, and that that's that that basically is kind of you know what we were thinking. You know, it's, it's still a high potential team. They've got to figure out how they're going to uh, you know get to that high potential. Um, and obviously, that's why Coach Underwood would makes the big money um, as he does it. One final thought here. So if, if we were magically in a different world and Brad Sturdy is the coach of the Illini, is there anything that you would do and say, okay, this is the, the Sturdy plan? Um, is there anything that comes to mind to you that, that you would think of? Well, I mean, I kind of – I agree with some of what Underwood said. I, I think there is some toughness. Uh, and I had, a, I had a guy who's uh, a, a coach who said to me, do you think the switching on defense took away some of the toughness? Because you don't have to fight over the screens anymore. And, and it kind of makes sense, I, I think, because you're going to play that way. Um, uh, and, and I get it. It's very versatile, and that's the way people play in the NBA. But I think there are certain matchups you don't want to switch with. And, and maybe that's what they're going to do. They're going to change the way they figure that out. I would do that. I would have, you know, because I don't want Sky Clark guarding Kobe Brown. Um, no, or we don't. Who who was Kobe Bryant tonight? By the way, that's yeah. what he looked like. Um, but I, you know, I don't want that to happen, and so we're going to find a way to not let that that occur, and find a, maybe we're going to guard those differently. But offensively, I think 
they have to run some actions that with some off the ball screens um, and and movement off the ball because I think there's even even if it's just to get into something and get it moving because they're so stagnant um, offensively watching guys dribble and, and they got to run some actions to get guys open. I mean they run a lot of these you know wing passes to start it. And they can't make the wing entry pass because they can't get open and because they're denying that wing pass and they're, they don't cut back door. There's no, it's just, a, I want to see them run some actions, some screens, um, you know, run some simple little pin down actions to get danger of the ball, run some simple. I, I think sometimes we, we get so complicated uh, trying to do this and read and react to this, get them moving and then let them play and let them think. And I think that's what they're going to do. And I think that's what they need to do. Yeah, I go back to if you go and, and folks who want to like watch some basketball films, go on to YouTube and you can Google uh, Brad Underwood uh, when he was at South Carolina as an assistant coach to Frank Martin. Even that that offense that they ran back in those days had a lot of action on the backside that you could use to get guys free and they kept moving so that a defender couldn't if if nothing else the defender couldn't help on the ball side near as easily because he had to keep track of his man who's moving yep. away from the ball thank you um, yep. and if you watch those videos um it's actually a pretty good video to kind of give you a little bit of a primer you have to occupy a defender yes and and so let's see a guy like Ty Rogers isn't going to occupy a defender by spotting up because he can't yep. shoot but yep. he can occupy a defender with cuts through the lane and slipping screens and moving and all those things that you can do. Yes, totally agree. And I think that's, that's something that, you know, I I think Brad Underwood is, is known as a, as an offensive coach. And I think we'll probably start seeing a little more uh, versatility that way. Um, As we close up here, Brad, any final thoughts from you on this, uh, Unfortunately, record-setting night for the Missouri Tigers, who got the largest victory, uh, 22 points uh, tonight. It, it basically broke their 18-point record that they got in 1994. Um, any any final thoughts for Illini fans out there? Sun will come up tomorrow, and Christmas is almost here, and um, Santa's going to deliver some presents, and we can uh, see our families and then you don't have to worry about Illinois basketball for a few days until Bethune Cookman. And if they yes. lose that one, then I got nothing for you. Yeah. So I, I can't <laughs> yeah. If that one loses, then all of a sudden we're going to be looking, instead of looking down on Iowa for the Eastern Illinois victory, we'll be lo- or lost. We'll be looking up at them. Um, yeah, that would, geez, that's a great thought, Brad. Thank you. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you sound like that person in the Dr. Pepper commercial who's trying to wonder why their kid isn't panicking over the season-ending loss. Um, yeah, and and I and I will tell you, folks, you know, um, if you enjoy what you're hearing here, um, we do a radio program called the Atlanta Guy Sports Spectacular. It's on Fridays or Saturdays. All you need to do is go to IlliniGuys.com, hit the radio button. And that will take you to all the cities that it's on. You can see which city's closest to you. Go ahead and look at what what day, Friday or Saturday, what time, and what where on the dial you need to tune into. And you can listen to the Illini guys. Brad and I and Larry Smith are on every week. Ked's on just about every week. Um, it's a lot of fun. 
uh, we'd ask you to do that. And if you if you are able to do so, we greatly appreciate you. Thank you so much for doing that. And if you could send an email or give a phone call to the radio station and thank them for using the Illini guys uh, and putting us on the air, that would be wonderful as well. And um, Brad also has his podcast, Sturdy for 30. Make sure you follow that. It's on all the major uh, podcast distributors, and you can hear that and uh, get a chance to hear the acumen. And of course, $99 a year, you can be a member of IlliniGuys.com. Now, everything that we say on these type of podcasts uh, are, are, are things that um, you know we may have hinted at or talked about on the web page beforehand. So obviously, we don't know the the, what's going on with the results beforehand, or we would be much wealthier. But um, we will talk about tidbits and stuff on the message boards. And that is uh, so cool because you can actually post and have chats with other Illini fans and ask questions of Brad, ask questions of Ked or Larry or my myself and get a chance to make it more than just the passive reading of ESPN.com or reading of a, of a newspaper article. So we'd love to have you there. So um, I'd like to thank Kedrick Prince for coming on earlier in the podcast. He is our director of recruiting. Uh, you may be tired of his stories because he tirelessly has been banging out stories with both basketball and football recruiting. And of course, Brad Sturdy, he's the uh, Uber Illini insider who other than Lauren Tate um, has been covering the team just about as long as, as, as anybody except for Lauren. And um, we want to thank those two for coming on the broadcast. We will probably not be around uh, until after Christmas, but after Christmas, we will have some podcasts. We'll cover the Bethune, Bethune Cookman game. Um, who doesn't want to, you know, cover that one. Uh, that will be fantastic. But, Folks, the Big Ten is right around the corner. If you are going to be subscribing to a website, IlliniGuys.com is perfect. And I'm telling you, with the transfer portal for football and basketball, for the um, recruiting that's going on in football for a few more weeks, for the um, basketball season that's cooking here, um, IlliniGuys.com, whether you live in Champaign or Chicago, halfway across the country, or halfway across the world, IlliniGuys.com keeps you in the know. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Ked. This is Mike Kegley saying, go Illini.